Hey guys, welcome to Q and Anime. It's your girl Quinn and your boy Chris, and we are here with season two of the Q and Anime Pod. More like we're back. Yes, welcome. <laughs> we're back again, like we never left. I know we say that every time we take a break, but you know sometimes we gotta take some time off. Life's hard. Get our lives together, and then we come back to you all better than ever so thanks for all those listening and being fans and waiting for another show from us um yeah and speaking of shows i believe we got a doozy of one to start off the new season today something a little different but a little spooky for halloween october scary season yes so we wanted to do something um different to come back um, especially, especially since um, as the day as we record, it is October 25th. So we are about six days away from Halloween. Ooh. So we wanted to kind of do something different to kick off another season of the show and to incorporate the spooky season along with um, anime. Um, also, just to be clear, so what we'll be talking about today is actually not um, an anime yet but it is a manga um so it fits the parameters it it fits it it could that means it could possibly be an anime one day but right now it's just a manga um i wanted to kind of mail together things that we're both interested in as far as um including including in our anime podcast um we also really love true crime with that, I guess uh, it's the time for a trigger warning, explicit warning, some type yes. of warning. So I want to have um, a warning for this episode. Anyone who, you might get triggered. Um, this episode does contain um, talks of rape, torture, and murder. Um, so if anyone, first of all, no one under the age of 12, probably even older than that, honestly. Um, and plus we're explicit anyway, so they probably shouldn't be listening. I was about to say the amount um, of F-bombs we use, I'm pretty sure you have to be at least 16, 17 and stuff, Reddit R. Right. So yeah. And, but like, like we say, anything, anyone that gets triggered, um, I'm letting you know now that that. We will be talking about some serious stuff in this episode, so um, just be prepared for that. And if this episode is not for you, we have so many other things that are very lighthearted that you can listen to. Just click on to the episode before this. Um, So with that being said, today we'll be discussing, or I'll be telling you the story um, of... Junko Furuta. Um, I do apologize if I'm not pronouncing the name correctly. These are um, this real a real name. This correct? is a real person's name. This is the case of Junko Furuta, um, and how it relates to anime. This real this true crime has been depicted in um a couple of mangas. So what I will do is I will tell you the story, and then I'll get into the mangas that it is that that are based off of this true story right so i guess before you get into it um how did you come across it i guess 
Um, so, you know, we were talking about, well, we were, yeah, we were talking about this, um, combining the two subjects, getting ready for a Halloween episode. And I just decided to do some research. I really literally just looked up, um, anime and true crime and, this is the one that popped up. This was like, yeah, I'm sure there were other, no, they were really just trying to show me like m- mangas, well, excuse me, animes that had that were about true crime, mm-hmm. that were about crime, which actually I, I found still- some things that we might want to watch. I was going to say that actually sounds kind of cool. Yeah, I found some things we might want to watch to talk about on the show so we can look into that. Um, but yes, I just wanted to basically tell you about this case, tell you about the um, manga that it's based on and you know just just go from there this is some sensitive material so there won't be many jokes on this episode but you definitely can ask you know questions and I will answer them to the best of my abilities alright so where does this start off so we um, Japan are in Japan and this, like I said, it's the case of takes place in November of November 25th of 1988. But first, I want to tell you about Junko herself, give you some background, background on her. Yes. Um, she was born January 18th, 1971. Um, she lived with her parents and older brother and younger brother. Um, she was a senior in high school. She was a good kid. She was, you know, like popular, um, got good grades. Um, she worked um, part time. She was saved. She was in. She was a senior, so she was actually working part time to save money for a graduation trip that she had planned. Um, she had dreams of growing up and being a like a pop singer, like a mm, like a, a singer. Idol star. Yeah. Um, so one day on November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty eight, um, Junko Furuta was riding home from her um, job. She was riding home on her bike, going home. And there were two guys outside. Miyano, he's 18. And the second guy who was following him was Shinji Minoto, who was 16. Um, They were actually outside, like wandering the neighborhood, looking for women to rob and rape. Like, so straight up delinquent. Yeah, that's just what they did. Um, Ma, actually, the guy Mayano, the eighteen-year-old, is like the leader. Like, right. of course, he has these younger guys or following him around, just doing whatever he says, whatever. Just a little douchebag. Um. So, like I said, around eight thirty p.m., as they were outside, they end up seeing Faruta riding on her bike on her way. You know, from her part-time job, she's been working on her way home. Question, um, did, did they say what her part-time job was, or is it just she was a part-time worker? Um, If it didn't say, that's fine. I was just curious. It does. I do have some information. I could definitely look that up for you. I didn't know what questions you were going to ask, so I was, I'm not prepared for all of them, but I got you. You know, you ask, I deliver. Yeah, okay. it's, it's not not all not too fun being in the hot seat, is it? Not this time. I'm usually the one um, 
asking you questions. She worked part-time at a plastic molding factory. Oh. <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? No, I was thinking maybe like uh, like a market or something. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it tracks, though. Like, I don't want to be that guy, but I can see it. Yeah. And she had also secured a position for after, like, her graduation um, to work at a, an electronics retailer. Just throwing that out there. So uh, that's right. She had a part-time job. She was working, and then she actually... Had already had some set up for when but she was done with hospital. Crazy though, a 16, 17 year old working at a plastic at a factory? plastic molding factory. That's crazy. Yeah, I was thinking that too. I was like, damn, that be some thirty year old men be looking for jobs like that in in, in America. I mean, <laughs> but then you know the the yen is not as strong as the dollar. So hmm. true. But anyway, wow. so she's um, riding a bike and these two assholes looking for trouble. Yeah. And so, they found her. Right. So when they saw her riding her bike, Miyano, the 18-year-old guy, ordered Minato, the 16-year-old kid, to go kick her off her bike and then, like, run away. So the plan was for him to go kick her off the bike, knock her down, run away, and then for... Mayano to come swoop in like the the thoughtful citizen like oh he was supposed to be a savior yes like he acted concerned and was like oh damn what happened like let me help you up let me walk you home so don't don't let these assholes out here bother you let me walk make, walk you home make sure you get home safely I'm just getting like vibes of this dude was watching anime and he was reenacting some shit that he's seen. Cause like the delinquent just gives me feelings of like great teacher on Azuka with the biker gang and everything. And then his little plan to swoop in and save, be her savior. Mm-hmm. Like he got this. Yeah. Like, like he's, just, he's this weird dude that has. I'm not even going to psychoanalyze because that's not... Sick fantasies. Yeah, 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 you know. It's weird. It's weird, but continue. Definitely weird. Um, so needless to say, he never actually walked her home. Um, instead of walking her home, he walked her to a warehouse where he raped her. Um, and then after he took her from the warehouse, he somehow took her or ended, they ended up in a hotel um and he raped her there as well um while he was and it was just Miyano by himself Minoto had really ran off and mm. went somewhere else um but while they were at the hotel he did call Minato um and two other guys which their names are Joe Agora who was 17 and Yushoshi, Yo Yasushi Watanabe. I'm I'm gonna butcher these names, and I'm so sorry. I think that's Watanabe. Watanabe. I think, I that be sounds wrong. better. Yasushi Watanabe. Um, I'm probably gonna just refer to these people by their last name from now on, which is what they do in that culture anyway, until right. you actually know them. I mean, and, technically, you can just say thug one, thug two, because that's all they are, a bunch of thugs. Yeah. Like, true. that's just... But yeah, 
Just um, so like I said, Joe Agura seventeen, um, Watanabe seventeen, and then Minoto again, the sixteen year old guy. He calls all them so he can brag to them about what he did, and so they can come basically do Join the same it. thing to her. Um, and apparently, this isn't the like this is what these boys do. Like this isn't their first time, right? Um, finding girls. So and it's just a str- it's just a string of rapes and abductions. I'll, kind of, yeah. Um, none of them that we know of have went have went as far as this one goes, mm-hmm. but they do. Um, they have done this before, and we'll actually get more into that later. Um, like I said, I'm just getting feelings of. I've seen this before, like this, yeah. like not not even like real world, like American version of this. Like I believe I've, I could say that I've seen this in some type of anime or something. Like, well, maybe you saw. But I was about to say maybe not this inc- like based off of this incident, but mm-hmm. like the s- similarities. Mm, yeah. Or you know, it's um, possible. I mean, I think this is one of the most prolific popular cases in Japan. Or infamous, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Right. So, um, later, around 3 a.m. that night, all four boys met up, um, took her to Minoto's family's house. Like, this is the house that he lived in. They took her to his house. Um, his parents lived there, like he was with his parents, but apparently the parents, they at first when the parents would see her, they pretended like, oh, it was his girlfriend or something. Mm-hmm. And eventually they figured it out, but they were too scared that like they didn't want to. So the boy was whooping their ass too. Yes, man. basically. Like the parents were scared of their own son and they did nothing about what was going on in their house. They kind of, they might not have known every single thing, but they, but they knew, knew something. They knew it wasn't right. I'm pretty sure they had, they, well, the parents had reported her missing. So they had to have seen like this girl. His, his parents reported the girl well, missing. Well, no. Um, or her parents. Yeah, her parents had okay, reported okay, okay. her missing at some point eventually. Right, right, right. And they never said anything. Right. Because they were scared of their own but, son. So he got her to a warehouse. Mm-hmm. I can understand that it's dark. The streets, there's probably wasn't that many people out there. But the fact that he got her to a hotel, mm-hmm. he had to check in the hotel. Right. That's what I was, I was like. How Someone had to have seen this girl. So and many people. After that part, she was already messed up. He already did what he did. So she wasn't looking like. Oh, I'm here on my free will. Right. And then they got her out of the hotel with three more dudes. And so nobody... I, he left the hotel with her by himself. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. they met up at his at They his actually house. end up meeting up at a park. God. So, so she I was just yeah, been all over the place? She had been all over the place. They met up at a park first, actually. And then they all went to his house together. So she, that's crazy. The yeah. amount of people. But it was also 3 a.m. at the park. So I, I there get was probably that. no one there. But, but before the hotel, that, at 8.30, the yeah, 8.30, they, they, they got to her at 8.30. 
though and then they took her to the warehouse so they had to be about nine o'clock when he on the way to one well, maybe nine o'clock nine thirty when he right. on the way to the hotel which is it's, i mean whoever checked him in had to see her at least right because he like even if she was like in a bench in front of the lobby while he got a key that's yes. somebody had to see this girl at least one time before she made it to the park Right. Whether it was going in or coming out. Right. And right. then the 80s, I think they still had some like crappy security cameras. Mm-hmm. That that that's that's crazy. Yeah. But so he gets his friends to go to his house and he basically um, beating his parents' ass like keep your mouth shut. Um and um Faruta basically ends up spending the last 44 days of her life in this man's house in this house 44 days she was there for 44 days for the next 44 days they invited other boys over taking turns raping and gang gang raping and torturing her um she is it was estimated that she was raped at least 500 Five. times by over 100 different what men and young boys what yes how they kept, like, I don't know where they were finding these, they just kept inviting people over to fuck with her and do stuff. Like, they had to be, it just the had to be like worst. a group of deviants, just like, just the oh, we the got worst. one. Yeah. But, yeah, so. so all these men going in and out the house, and they parents, the parents just like, still just, oh no, like, I'm keeping my ass. Yeah, like, um, a part of the torture. They made her sleep on a balcony with little to no clothes on. They put objects in her vagina and anus, including um, a lit match and a metal rod. Um, They only fed her alcohol, milk, and water, little food. Um, They made her smoke cigarettes and inhale paint thinner. Oh God! Um, he, they would randomly burn her arms and legs with lighter fluid. Um, she was so weak by like the end of like December. Remind you, they got her on November the twenty third, November the twenty fifth. Um, by December, like her body was so weak. Of course, she could barely stand, and like her flesh, like she was rotting. Like her yeah. body felt right. Like she's basically smelled like rotting meat. So they started getting turned off by her because, you know, right. she they was fucking her up. Um, they lost interest in her and they end up kidnapping and raping another 19-year-old girl. In the midst of them having this girl torturing her in their house, they end up raping another girl um, and torture. Well, I, they didn't torture her. They kidnapped and raped her, and end up letting her actually go. I don't know what happened. I don't know too much about that, but I know just in the midst of them even having her, they ended up kidnapping another girl. So was she the reason why they got caught? 
So on um, January, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, so, I'm sorry, like. <laughs> Like, oh, it, it, I, I apologize. But no, no, you're good. The, but the, the shit is crazy, yeah. and like, I hope they all rot in hell. Right, but no, that we'll get, we'll get to that. It's really, yeah. So, like I said, by the end of December, she, they lost interest in her, and they end up raping, kidnapping, and raping another girl. Um, and fast forward to a couple days later, January fourth. Um, Mayano was mad this day over losing a game of Mahjong. That's um, a very serious sport back then. He got so sad about losing the game of Mahjong, he ended up taking his anger out on Jeruta. Faruta, sorry. Junko Faruta. He ended up taking his anger out on her um, by setting her on fire with um with the lighter fluid. Um once he started that they all they began to attack her, include like a two hour they they start to basically torture her for the next two hours. Um that that includes dropping a exercise um a dumbbell ball on her stomach. Mm several times mm-hmm. um she ended up succumbing to her injuries after this two-hour torture um to get rid of her body they wrapped her in blankets and a like a like a sleeping bag mm-hmm. and somehow i don't know how they got this i i didn't get into that they've put her body into a 55 gallon drum where the hell they get that from? I, I mean, know. if you got a hundred people coming and going, you get you can true, I guess. You can all uh, find some shit. So where do you think they found the concrete? Hold on, wait, concrete. So they put her body in a fifty five gallon drum and poured wet concrete in there. Where the hell did they get a fifty five gallon? You know what? These are sixteen year olds working at plastic factories. I was about to say they could probably get that from the warehouse or yeah. Maybe, oh, you know what? Maybe if you don't don't know, maybe um the kid's father like did some type of mm. work, and that shit was on hand, right? Because then he they did end up putting the gallon into a cement truck. Yeah. So so one of like you said, they work in that warehouses and shit. Mm-hmm. His father could be like a contractor, or from him amassing all these people to mess with this girl, he probably knew some people. Right. It's not not that... I wouldn't think that it'll be that much of a jump to be like, hey man, I I got some of my house. Right. And then, oh well, I need help disposing of this. And then, boom, alright, I can find you something. Like, if you got a hundred people willing to come do this, Mm-hmm. You got a hundred people that can help you get rid of the evidence. True. All right. So after, like I said, that happened on January fifth is when you know they dumped her body in the cement truck. Fast forward to January twenty third, 
the guys have been living their lives, doing whatever they do for the past, for the few weeks following that. Um, Mayano and Agora actually end up getting arrested for the raping of the 19-year-old girl okay. back in December. Okay. They end up getting arrested for that. But in the midst of them getting arrested for that, Mayano was thinking that they were snitching and telling oh, about... So he had flipped on them. About, Fer- about Feruza, yes. So he had flipped on he them. He flipped on them thinking they flipped on him. But didn't. But they, but they assuming- didn't. So he ends up confessing and telling them exactly what happened and end up showing them, telling them where her body was. Um, So I'm sorry to cut you off. mm -hmm. So the people, the, the officers sitting here thinking they got him on one raid. And then he commit mm-hmm. he um he confesses to this other shit. Mm-hmm. That's even worse. That's even rape. worse. Yeah, we're not even gonna talk about the body yet. Mm-hmm. Like what? How do you imagine these uh, officers' faces were when he was going into detail about this other shit? I know the jaw their jaws are on the floor because they were not expecting that at all. They weren't looking for them over the kidnapping or right. anything of Faruta because they hadn't even found the body so they weren't even investigating a murder case at all. Right. So for him to drop that much of a bombshell and then to be like yeah her body's here is covered in concrete mm-hmm. and then the fact that you had to get the body out of concrete. Yep. And with that they actually um, didn't get her remains identified until April the 1st. So about three months later and they had to do that by fingerprint she Um, had fingerprints they probably had to get her body out there to but you know what it was encased in concrete so it couldn't get any more decomposed right so that's crazy yeah and we haven't even gotten into the point of how this ties in the manga. Right. And I guess with that being said, we can go ahead and take a quick break so everybody can catch their breath and get their feelings in order because that 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 was a lot. So after this quick break, we will I will conclude the case of Junko Furuta and I will get all this tied in with manga because yeah, this is an anime podcast. So we'll be right back, guys. All right, guys, we're back from our quick break. Um, I just want to get into the ending of the case just to let you guys know what happened to these assholes after um, they found Faruta's body. So initially, the identities of the four defendants were sealed because they were underage um but a journalist from um a magazine his name well um, the journalist from shukan banshan i know i'm butchering these names and words and i'm so sorry um a journalist from the magazine shukan banshan 
um, uncovered their identities and published them. Um, and it was because given the severity of the crime, they didn't really deserve to have anonymity. And I agree with that. Like, just because nah, they oh, were definitely. underage when they did the crime. No, we need to know who these fuckers are. No, nah, that's not a... That, that's You do that at any point. That's just downright evil. And the reason I'm happy that we know who their names is because you would think with what they did, these boys were in jail for life or got the oh, death penalty or something. They All four of them ended up pleading guilty to... This is what they were charged with and and got charged with. Committing bodily injury that resulted in death. Like when when people get charged with anything other than murder in the first degree or murder in the second degree, when they got to add all that extra shit on the crime, I feel like they're just trying to lessen the the actual crime. You know right. what I mean? Like not so this less what they should have been accused is rape, torture, and fucking murder. That should have been the charges. No, it's committing bodily injury and that resulted in death. Like that could be you running hitting your car in a person that's crossing the street. That's committing bodily injury that resulted in death. That was an right. accident. Or, this or, or like if uh like an independent wrestler doing a move wrong. Yeah. This was not any of that. This was intentional and heinous. And premeditated. Right. Um, so, in July of 1990, Miyano, who was the leader, he was sentenced to 17 years. Mm-hmm. Um, he ended up appealing his sentence but a Tokyo high court judge sentenced him to an additional three years in prison when he did that. So he actually ended up getting 20 years, which is only the second longest sentence given in Japan before life imprisonment. I don't think, uh, I'm starting to think they're a little lax with their sentencing. I was going to say their court system is completely different from us. Like that, the reason... The reason why I think that they got off with that charge is because they weren't technically adults and mm-hmm. that was a way to punish them mm-hmm. without life imprisonment or the death penalty. Right. Just because they were minors. But yeah, when you go into the different laws and like the different punishments and stuff from mm-hmm. country to country, it, it's, it's, it's different. different. Right. Um So, some people are just terrible people. He got 20 years. That was in 1990. So, obviously, he's out now. Or he got out. But people, some people just don't change. Oh, God. In 2018, he was arrested again for attempting murder after beating a 32-year-old man with a metal rod and slashing his throat with a knife. Is that um, bodily harm resulting in death or is that... I don't have the charge here. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well, it was attempted murder. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So, Watanabe um, was originally sentenced to three to four years in prison. 
his sentence was upgraded to five to seven. Um, he served eight years in a juvenile prison. He was released in August of 1999. Um, he, I don't have anything on about him getting follow arrested up. later. No. Follow up. No. Um, Agora was arrested. I don't see how long he had, but oh, he actually got arrested again in July 2004 for assaulting a girl, his girlfriend's friend. Um, he tracked the guy down and beat him and shoved him into his truck. He drove him to a bar where he allegedly beat him for four for four hours um, and threatened to kill him the whole time. And he was sentenced to seven years of prison for um, assaulting that guy. And yeah, he's an asshole too. Um, and another thing that ended up happening about those fucking parents who didn't do anything the whole time. Mm-hmm. Faruta's parents actually end up suing them in a civil suit um, where they were awarded 50 million yen in compensation for basically doing nothing and watching their daughter fucking get tortured, raped, and killed. So, 50 million yen seems like it's um, not enough. It's $425,000. Yeah, that's not enough. It's definitely not enough, but what can really ever be enough um, when shit like that has happened to your daughter? Um, and with that, that concludes my information on the case. Um, I just wanted to talk about this case on our podcast. I, with all respect due to Junko Furuta and her family. And now I'm going to tie this into why I'm talking about this on our anime podcast. Um, there is a manga called 17 Years Old. That's the English name. Um, it's just like I see a 17 on the book, um, on the actual manga book. But it's called 17. It's loosely based on the events that took place um, with Faruta's case as far as her torture and rape. And that one, they do kind of change up the story a little bit they actually tell it from um one of the kidnappers perspectives Mm. um the character name in the manga name is hidoki um and they tell the story in his perspective but wow and it's like in that version of it the person is still like going to school and stuff but like a go and they'll torture and rape and do stuff to the character at home because they don't use the names. Right, right, right. But it's I guess clearly based on this case. So basically it's the basically the life and times of a serial rapist. Pretty much. Um and the it's manga. Called, right. And Faruta was seventeen. The name of the book right, of right, the manga right. is seventeen. And yeah, it's basically going over from the the person's perspective. Um, I didn't read the manga. I'm not going to. I don't think I can ingest that. But if someone out there wants to read it, that's what it's called. Um, Then there's a second manga 
but it's not like a full um manga it's more of like a in a short story book manga um the short story book is called shin gende ryokiden you uh, know like light novel it's a light novel that's obviously, <laughs> that's obviously a light novel name and apparently it's by an author waita uziga who is known for kind of telling these gory dark mm-hmm. stories in his storytelling um and this one is like a direct like it tells you it goes over the real story they don't change it up and even names i'm i'm not sure if he changes the names but and the name is just you know a lot of like japanese like when it's if it's the name of like a show it's like very obvious like the girl in the blue dress like right. it, it will be about a girl in a blue dress right I, it's hard to say the name of this story it's called high school girl in concrete light novel yes that's the name of the story um like i said also did not read that just research the case um you all can go check that out if that's something you're interested in learning more about um that story but i mean but it's like i don't know if some people would call it tasteless or you know but when you think about how certain serial killers and true crime cases on our side of the water gets dramatized and mm-hmm. it is basically the same thing. Just yeah, it's just another medium. way of entertainment. I totally agree. Just like at the same time, we're telling this story on the podcast. This is a form of entertainment. Um, I guess it's just how you present the information. You know? Right. Um, but the fact, I mean, it is, I can see this being a very prolific case and even if they were to animate it, is that any different than the Dahmer on um, the Netflix Dahmer show? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. It's just like, it's, it's, it's a story that's telling you what happened. Exactly. Like it was on the new, it's not, it's nothing new. Like they, the family went through this. They like, yeah. this is, this has happened. This happened. Right. It's happened. I just feel like it should just always be respected. Oh, of what course. she went through. It should never be any type of, you know, jokes. Like, that's what I'm saying. Defamation. Like, yeah, any defamation, anything. Like, you, I feel like you, the best way to honor her and to tell the story, even if it's for some form of entertainment, is to just spill the facts and just, you know, let the facts stand as what they are. And not to try to, like, sugarcoat it or you know downplay downplay or anything just to give the simple facts i mean but which is what i hope i did today but you know some people don't have that tact and the facts don't sell right understandable but but yes um just want to conclude this episode by letting you know i did get a lot of this information from um, Wikipedia, that link will be in our bio and also i did watch a YouTube video um, with the person with the YouTube page called The Anime Man. Um, that's who I got some I got some information from his page as well. So he will also be shouted out in our bio. 
Um, we do appreciate all who stayed around to listen. We know the episode was a little different this week. A little serious. A little serious. But, you know, but... as a podcast, <laughs> even though the title is Q and Animated Podcast, sometimes we got to throw, expand our horizons. Yes. And, you know, let and tie it back into some manga. Like I said, if anyone has read any of these stories or have any comments, questions, you're always free to email us, hit us up on our socials, Twitter and Instagram um, at Q and Anime Pod. And do you have anything that you would like to add, Mr. Chris Stylish, before we head out? Oh, like, like we said, this was a, a serious step back, forward. But um, we promise when we come back for our next episode, it'll be something more lighthearted. Also, I'm not going to give you a date as to when we'll be back, but we will be back. And it's season two, baby. We're coming back and we're going to give you some all new stuff. I, that, that's how we that's how we um test your your fandom, your love for us, make you want it. But <laughs> um, but yeah, so after this, you know. The fall anime season is here, is starting, is thriving, and um, between a few new titles, a few returning titles, we got we got some stuff coming for you. Definitely, we will be back for all our listeners. Tell a friend to tell a friend to listen, um, and, and we'll then tell s- that friend to tell another friend to listen and subscribe and to rate. So. Until next time, guys. Peace. Thanks for listening to Q&Anime. Our cover art is by Denise Williams. Our music is by OBP Musical. Right now, the show is sponsored by us. So any business inquiries, go to our email at qandanimepod at outlook.com. Also, you can hit up our socials, Instagram and Twitter, at Q and Anime Pod. Thanks for listening.